Hey, we're on. What's going on, all Brandon right. Goofy? Not much, man. You doing all right? Hanging in there? Poor Saturday? Fighting the cold between Rain hot at <laughs> middle of the day and then freezing at night. But I'd much rather have the flu than the corona. Come on. Yeah, that's the truth. Here's another episode of I've Heard Worse from Better. Well, the sign back here says from BMT, but it's a misprint. It's supposed to say with BMT. But it's a work in progress. We're working on it. <laughs> Let me go ahead and start. So I don't forget, we're going to talk about our sponsors. we got Comer Distributing right here in the right corner. Chip Comer, still waiting on that Coors Light. Hospitality Heating and Air out of Rock Hill. Tattooed Brews out of Rock Hill. we got EA Sports Fields out of Clover. The Biscays down there. Beard and Mother Trucker, of course. And we got Get Dirty. we got Spikes. Fresh pork skins and boiled peanuts up in the house. Actually, that's Frank's Red Hot this is, pork skins. This is the barbecue. This is the barbecue rub, but we got Frank's Red Hots over there. Spike dropped dropped them off for us, and we have Firehouse Construction, full time firefighters, part time construction workers. Nice. Shout out to them out in Clover. Yeah, they good people, man. One of them's my neighbors. He's he's a real good guy. So on this this little episode, we're doing more of a local thing. We're actually going to talk a little bit of sports. So I'm gonna start it off with this, just just a just a just a question, and this is kind of what Brandon and I wanted to do. How can a South Carolina city with a population of sixty-eight thousand and change claim twenty-one? That doesn't even make sense. I probably should have proofread that. <laughs> That's printed directly okay. from USA Today. Yeah, this is USA Today. So I'm gonna reword it myself. Because I'm good with the words. How can, how can a South Carolina city with a population of around 68,000 and some change claim 21 NFL, NFL players as its own, including eight who were on active rosters week one this season? Now, this was 2013. How can that same city have 24 players in either the FBF, FBS or FCS including one of the leading candidates to be the number one pick in the 2014 draft. And we know who that was. And that was all prior to Clowney that actually getting drafted. Prior, prior to Clowney. So we're going to talk about Football City USA. Yeah, I think it's one of the most overlooked things. Uh, the city of Rock Hill doesn't prop it up enough. No, I don't think so. But, uh, I mean, no, now you have, to me, you have certain members of the community that prop it up. But when you really sit down and look at the numbers, it's pretty daggum astounding. I mean, it's just – it's absolutely, especially coming from where you and I, like, growing up in this city, knowing firsthand the players. Yeah. Knowing the people that whether you played basketball with them, football with them, going up through school, knowing how gifted they were, knowing them on a personal level, coming up through the ranks of, you know, City League, Gray Y – and just, it's it's to me, it's just that's what's created Football City USA. It has created it was the Northwestern Rock Hill High rivalry. It was, you know, as a kid growing up around here, and I, football was my only sport, so to say. Um, so at Pee Wee football, I had I didn't have pictures of Michael Jordan or other people hanging up in my room. I had pictures of Jeff Burris and Gerald Dixon from articles in the paper that Barry Byers would write. Barry Myers, rest in peace on that cat, man. Yeah. He's awesome. So I'd take those drawings and I'd have them hanging up in my room. You know, that was the rivalry. And as a kid, you were either Clemson, Carolina, mm-hmm. you were Northwestern or Rock Hill High. Um, 
and you Up know that was the professional rivalry. sports too yeah, live around here because yeah. we, we only had what tbs and yeah. wgn <laughs> so it was like chicago bulls <laughs> atlanta falcons or yeah. dallas cowboys yep or, or Washington, uh, or Washington Redskins. Oh, Redskins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, rivalry. And now you got a lot of Stealers and stuff. But, but I, I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head. Well, now because of the athletes coming out of Rocky Hill, I think that's yeah. what it is too. But I think you hit the nail on the head because when you spoke of like who your heroes were, I mean, I love Michael Jordan, but to this day, you can go in my bathroom, okay, on my little sink and counter. I have a picture, of course, of my father-in-law, my dad, and there's one little picture down there. This is no joke. Like, I could literally get my wife to send you a picture right now. It's a Shrine Bowl picture of Dwight Sterling. Ah. Old school, Rock Hill <laughs> high player. Yeah. To the point to where when he wrestled. Now, I, I come from a different perspective because my dad was the principal at high school. Yeah. So, I was literally, you know, those athletes were my babysitters. Yeah, you had the ball. You were the they, ball they boy. Were, they were my babysitters yeah. growing up. But this, man, this Dwight Sterling, man, I, I got to tell you. So. Rock Hill was also a powerhouse wrestling team, Rock Hill High. Oh, yeah. Jim Barnes and, you know. Coach Barnes beat everybody. <laughs> everybody, everybody. But whether it was football, me being a ball boy, or wrestling, just following around the wrestling team, because my dad, you know, and some of his friends, Walter Brown, who used to, you know, recently deceased and used to be on the school board, um, we, we traveled with the, with the wrestling team. And this man, Dwight Sterling, he was awesome. So every time he would win – in a wrestling tournament that we were there, you know, they gave you the medal, but then they also gave you the scorecard. So it was mm-hmm. like um, it had the, the rankings and it had, like, the bracket. So if you won, you got that bracket. And I went home with all those brackets. He gave them to me. Like, that's a big deal. You know, he could take <laughs> them home to Frank, but he gave yeah. them to me. So I collected them. I had an autographed football from Jeff Burris from 1988. He was yeah. a junior in high school. Signed a football for me. And um, I kept that forever. And then I, I was uh, actually working with Eric Mould, who plays for the Buffalo right. Bills. And I was telling him about me uh, kind of idolizing Jeff Burris whenever I was coming up. He, he called Jeff one day. This was just last year. And put him on the phone with me. And so, I mean, that was a, a shocker to me. But yeah. Jeff actually remembered me being a little kid coming up to him and yeah. following him around. And that, but that goes back to the like literally when he 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 was he was such a smart guy too, when he got accepted to Furman. Now Furman's a hard school to get in. You know, it's private. He got accepted to Furman, athletically and academically. And my dad found out that he got accepted. My dad let me call him to tell him on the <laughs> phone and tell him because he got he heard from the people at Furman, and to right. me that was the coolest thing. You know what I mean? He used to send me pictures. Like, we were pen pals. I was, like, in middle school. And he would write me letters from Furman. He would send me pictures, you know, say, hey, I hope you're doing good in school. You know, keep them A's up. You know, he helped Furman win their division national championship with a winning touchdown. that He actually hurt his hip on, which is probably why he didn't go pro, because he broke his hip. Yeah. Scoring the winning touchdown to put – Furman as the national championship in their national champion in their division, and but what, he was a pen pal. Well, that would have been what mid late eighties. If yeah, mid mid eighties, I'd say eighty four ish. So the first pro player that we had come out of Rock Hill would have been uh, Rick Sanford. Mm-hmm. So he came out of he went to USC and he was huge. He went South to Carolina, Carolina Houston Oilers. Oh, USC, yeah. Yeah, make sure yeah, <laughs> clear that up. But then he went. He got drafted, I think, by the Houston Oilers and played for the Houston Oilers. Yep. He, well, he played for New England and Seattle, 
Those were his two big teams in the NFL. But it wasn't, was it, it wasn't New, New England. New England drafted him. Rick Sanford. But and see, I didn't the Patriots. Know he, uh, I didn't know. So he went to New England. But he, yeah. he did play for the Oilers, I think, too. I'm not 100% sure on that. I didn't follow Rick Sanford. I didn't follow those football right. players. His brother but was my history teacher at Cass Heights. His brother still comes up to the yard. Really? I love Mr. Sanford, <laughs> man. He was awesome. But He'd always say, man, we in here sweating like a pig doll. That's yeah, where I learned well, that. Well, we talk about peewee. So, on my peewee, one of my peewee football coaches was, um, was it Michael Dean Perry's brother? Yeah. That played in the NFL. And he yeah. played at Clemson, got hurt, come down, and he was coaching me in peewee. So, during this time of coming up, you know, I'd say third third through eighth grade. So, let's just say uh 88 through 93 somewhere around that time that was a big time i mean you used to go to the rock hill high northwestern games it was triple overtime packed out one of us was winning the state championship Um, well about that triple overtime i remember being in that game i was the ball boy and i can remember it was milan sterling who was also a soccer star he was the one that kicked kept kicking the winning field goal. He kicked the winning field goal, but he was the one that kept kicking the field goal because it was field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal. And Milan <laughs> Sterling kicked the winning field goal. Yep. Those rivalry games were so big. I think I was probably – and this was like my dad's hip was already hurt. I can remember being on the sidelines in a playoff game or it was to get us to the playoffs. We were home. We were playing Northwestern. Both teams were – I'm pretty sure it was undefeated. It was a big day. There was bonfires game. at each high school burning the other – Mascot, yeah, but I mean, at the game, it came down to one play. Yeah, Northwestern Always. was throwing this. This one in particular, Northwestern was throwing into the end zone with like two seconds left, and a, a defensive back, John John Joseph. This is like eighty. Wonder if that's Jonathan Joseph. This is like eighty three. <laughs> you know, this is like old. Yeah. Hit an interception, game over. And it, they, everybody piled in the corner of the end zone, just jumped on. And my dad, who was right near the corner, he jumps in the pile. Yeah. And I'm like this little kid. I'm like, oh, my God, these guys <laughs> with these pads on are going to kill my dad. I remember my daddy's watch. He had like a gold Bearcat watch popping off and falling out by my feet. And I was like, he's dead. Like my daddy's <laughs> falling to pieces in the pile. But it was a big deal. I can remember, you remember when they did the nationally televised game a long time ago, it was a big deal. Yeah. I mean, well, I know that that Burris-Dixon years, those were, you know, those really stuck in my mind. And from that point, you know, playing at York Road Elementary or Leslie mm-hmm. Elementary, it was like, okay, well, I'm going to go on. I'm going to play at Northwestern. I, I was a Northwestern guy. You were a Rock Hill High guy. Yeah. Um, so I followed – the high school games. You never missed a high school game. Mm-mm. Not only that, but you were looking in the paper for the stats. You yeah. were looking yeah, 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 at who yeah, yeah. was doing what. Um, and, you know, I knew more about the high school players than I did about the college players. So you go up to, say, was it 92 Northwestern played in the state championship against Gaffney. I remember mm-hmm. going down there. And that, that game, it was two to nothing. Gaffney and was scary anyway. You had, uh, what was the guy's <laughs> name? Was it Gilmore? No, Wilmore. Blocked. Last second, Gaffney was going to kick a field goal to win the game, and Curtis Wilmore come around the end and dove and blocked the field goal. Northwestern won the state championship two to nothing. And you want to talk? That was at Clemson's Death I Valley. Seeing, I remember seeing T-shirts, the T-shirts. Yeah, I mean everything. Just everyone jumping uh, the field, charging the field. It was it, it was, was a big deal, huge for kids. Like the first time as as a as a as a young man 
the first time I remember us going to the the state championship game. Well, it was the second time because I think I was a fan at that point. I was like in college, and I remember riding in the back of my buddy's pickup truck down to Columbia. He had bought. It was a couple of us. We put a mattress back there and a little Toyota, like a little Toyota <laughs> two door. And he had he had found a uh, like a camper top yeah. to go on the back that didn't fit. So he had the clamps on it, and coming back from Columbia, it flew off <laughs> going down the interstate. But we didn't care. Like we're going to that game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it just flew off. You it can't miss the game. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, our, our Pee Wee football coaches would pick us up in a pickup truck like that. We would have going 10 to 15 Park. guys going down Cherry Road in the back of a pickup truck going to Cherry Park or wherever we were going to practice yeah. at the time. Um, and I, it, that goes to my point. So the biggest question is what makes Rock Hill so big in the football? And I look at it just from someone my age um, coming up. And whenever you start looking at those years, so you look at the Jeff Burris, Gerald Dixon years. Well, whenever I came in my ninth grade year, I remember going through the summer tryouts at Northwestern. And as we're in there, my very first practice, um, a guy comes up to me and, you know, all through Pee Wee, it was always me, Derek Ross and Chris Hope. And, you know, those, those were the guy, the two big guys at the time. Now, not to say Chris Hope wasn't a great athlete. Derek Ross was special. Yeah, he was. He, I he, think Chris Hope had, would tell you that Derek yeah. Ross was so special. So I, I had never seen him. I remember practices. Our running back was hurt, or we weren't we weren't practicing very hard because it was real raining. Toot said, "Y'all get out of my way. Give me the ball." And he lined up at halfback. He's blowing through the linebacker. So the guys that were above us, you had so much talent that didn't go to the NFL. The most talented player, and we discussed this a little bit earlier. Most talented player I've ever seen in high school come out of here was actually D Feaster. D Feaster, I knew D Feaster was unreal, yeah. and he went to Florida Fast. State. I remember there was an article stating that uh, Bowden wanted him to start at Florida State, but work done was a senior. Yeah, and then D, I think, got into some trouble or something right. down at Florida State. But even a year ahead of me, you had Marco Hutchinson, T Grant, those guys at linebacker. And that defense was nationally ranked. Yeah. Like, I think they went the, almost the entire year without getting scored on. I, remember, I mean, they were just shutting people down. I remember Marco was a hell of a baseball player, too. Yeah. And so, T was the – T was mean. Like, he, he he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet on a football field. Right. You didn't want to face him. He right. turned into a different man. Like, he would just cream you. <laughs> well, yeah. So that, so, that brings me to the plan of what I want to do. So, And I think you and I have talked about this before. We want to have more than one episode yes. of this. So let's start where I think the foundation is, is Gray Y. Yes. Pee Wee. Uh, what's the smaller Some one now? The, Small Fry? I yeah, they kind of changed fry. it up now. Yes. I think they kind of ruined it because it's not, back when I not was a based kid, in school. Yeah, back when I was a kid, it was like the Raiders. Yeah. Like the Raiders. Was it Ebony? It was Raiders, Red Devils. Yeah, I remember the Red Sylvia Devils. Sylvia Circle. Sylvia Circle. So you had you had Sylvia Circle, which was was Blue Demons. Yeah. So you had the Raiders, the Red Devils, and the Blue Devils, yeah. which was Sylvia Circle. Those were the three. And then you had Sunset Park Trojans. Trojans, yeah. But still, um, it was like it was like a somebody in Ebenezer Raiders. Just when I was a kid, like around the gray white age. Like yeah. They had this run uh, back. We own the Raiders. Like Lamar Stowers. <laughs> Do you remember that name? No. Man, they called him Bull, and he was a bull. Man, you, <laughs> yeah. He graduated with me. He graduated the same year I did, ninety six. So, but I think it comes down to the foundation, which is the rec leagues. 
and some of the coaches that probably are still coaching now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, the coaches that put in their time, volunteer coaches um, that weren't even getting paid. And I, I didn't get into the middle school because um, I went to Rawson Road. I wasn't real big on playing for Rawson Road, so I played Gray Y up until eighth grade. But I don't even remember the middle school coaches. No. I think it was all It was all pretty much rec league yep. and then high school. And then high school. And then once you got to high school, you had Ringer and Wallace. I mean, two yeah. of the greatest yeah. coaches. And, and to me, two of the greatest coaches, if not the two greatest coaches well, South Carolina football ever has, has Not ever even had. South Carolina. I remember whenever I was in high school, Coach Wallace was actually at a commercial, and it might have been a Super Bowl commercial. I think they were – they were inviting like the top 50 coaches mm-hmm. and it had a hologram of like Tom Landry talking to them. To oh, them really? And I think Moose was in that. I wouldn't, um, wouldn't doubt it at all. But you think about my high school football team. So y- y'all had Ringer over there, but at Northwestern you had Moose Wallace, you had Bump Roddy, you had Mitch Walters, um, and you had Bobby Carroll. Yeah. Um, and they were all coaching the same team at the time. And, I, you know, Bump, I, I don't think Bump was there maybe a year or two, and he was coaching DBs. Yeah. Um, but those guys made such an impact, and pe- people like Coach Carroll's went on, and now he's one of the greatest coaches by himself. I mean, well, he's, you look at who he's, Jim Ringer had under him. How about that straight heron? Oh, yeah. yeah. See, I didn't follow Rock Hill High that much. That's that South Point. That's but that South Point right even, there. Yeah, my, uh, my sister went to South Point, and South Point wasn't around whenever I graduated. No. But whenever it split up, it made such a difference too. I, well, that and I, I say that about South Point and Straight here, and you know, I, I do think he's a hell of a coach. But I always I call, was kind of bitter when that school came. I I, I call South it. Point it Straight was, Chester because they got yeah. some kind of line coming up from Chester bringing players in. I think something, <laughs> man. I'm telling you. But it just it watered it down, man. I think it watered it down. At no fault, Rocky was growing. They needed another high school. It's just the way they I mean, split it up. Yeah, I think it's the way. But it, but still, the way they split it up. But yeah, that like it was something to be said about that Rock Hill Northwest. You can't rivalry. beat that rivalry. You can't. And it beat disappeared. It. I mean, it was there for a few years. Whenever you had your Co Simpsons, right. um, and your uh, Jonathan Hefney. Jonathan Hefney, you had Jonathan Joseph. Mm-hmm. You know, it was there for a little bit after South Point came, and then South Point started dominating. Whenever they had Clowney and Gilmore and. Who? All those guys. <laughs> Everybody through. knows yeah. who Clowney is. And then you still had um, some – and, you know, the biggest thing is some of the players that never went pro that were unbelievable talents. Yeah. Again, um, Dwight Sterling, Wes Thompson. Yeah. Lamar yeah. Thompson. You remember Lamar Thompson? Yeah. Wes Thompson was Dwight Sterling's fullback. And they came, They played about the same time Stephen Davis did. Yeah. And that was a – like. I remember boys. watching Stephen Davis play in Spartanburg. And, and Wes Thompson was just as big as Stephen Davis. Mm. He was huge. He's still big. I see him around town. <laughs> Just as country as ever. He's the biggest hell, though. Well, I mean, I think of, whenever I think of talent that didn't uh, make it pro, you, you look at Justin Worley. Um, yeah. The televised game between him and Clowney. I've never seen anyone score so many touchdowns so quick whenever Northwestern played yeah. South Point, And it was basically Worley versus Clowney. And then Worley wins the high school athlete National of the year. National Gatorade player of the year. Yeah. Yep. Over him, and he goes to Tennessee and doesn't pan out as much as uh, Clowney did. But and then behind behind Worley, you had coming Mason Rudolph. Yeah, um, and Mason Rudolph's unbelievable talent. That's a, that's a, that just that family tree right there, man. Yeah. Well, speaking of family trees, how about Ben Watson? So <sighs> Derek Ross was my quarterback. That was the ninth, tenth grade year, 
And then here come Ben Watson walking into high school a year below us and looked like a grown man. But he was the nicest guy, man. Oh, he still he is was younger nicest. than me. But I remember going to play basketball at the YMCA because I was a gym rat. I was a Y rat, dude. I played basketball in there all the time. And at night, you know, I'd go upstairs and they'd have a bicycle, you know, because it was all like upstairs, one room that you could do like bicycle or lifting. He was always in there. And he was just soft-spoken and would talk. Like he, 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 had, he carried himself back then, not in a negative way, like he was the smallest guy in the room. Yeah. Really humble, well, soft-spoken. But huge. If, like if you want to raise huge. a, if you want a man to be an example for a child or an athlete to be an idol for a kid, there's no one better than Ben Watson. No, I mean Ben Watson between you know his strong faith, but yet he's not out there blasting people. No. He, you know he has simple debates and well, but um, his debates have reasoning with it too. He yeah, gives you reasoning. So articulate. I mean, he he went to Duke out of high school yeah, and then yeah. transferred to UGA. So I mean, he was obviously smart. And then as I was going through some of these names, something I come up with or ran across was Robert Massey played for the Lions. I didn't know he was born in Rock Hill. He was born, yeah, but he yeah, didn't, he didn't he, play he didn't play in Rock he Hill. He didn't play high school. He was born in Rock Hill. Hill. He was born in Rock Hill. Garinger. Uh was it Garinger? I'm not sure exactly where it was. I didn't do enough research. Garinger High that. School. I think it's I mean, Charlotte. Just going through the NFL football players according to Wikipedia, you got Jeff Burris, you got Jadavian Clowney, you got Gerald Dixon. Stephon Gilmore, Tur- Tory Gurley, Jonathan Hefney, Chris Hope, Jonathan Joseph, Spencer Lanning, Robert Massey, Jonathan Meeks, Cordero Patterson, who's still in the NFL as well, Derek Ross, Mason Rudolph, Rick Sanford, Co Simpson, Ben Watson, and Jaleel Scott. Mm-hmm. And um, we were talking Did you say about. Say Philip Adams? No, didn't even say yep, Philip Phillip Adams. Adams yep, San Francisco in 2010. So, I mean, there, I think he finished playing in 2015. So that was pretty good. Wow. Yeah, he went to Rocket High. So I mean, there's a lot on here that we will probably miss, but that I I think getting some people on here, I would love to get Moose. I think we can get Moose, Moose. or Bobby Carroll on here. I think um, we can get Bobby. I talked to uh, Zach Snyder. Asked him today. He he was defensive line coach um, at South yeah. Point with Clowney and uh, Gilmore. So Jim Jolly, I want him on here. Coach Jolly? Yes. <laughs> I haven't met him. Oh, he's fantastic. <laughs> I do. He is a fantastic guy. His daughter dates dates uh, David, um, who I work with, and she's a big Gamecock. So Dude, we're always going huge. back and forth. Well, she'll so be I, the one to cut somebody. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I can just imagine if he's anything like Kurt. He, he, well, he loves his Gamecocks. No, yeah. no, no doubt about it. But his well, knowledge. He raised her right. He's been there. It's questionable. It's, I'm a Clemson dude, man. Well, but but he's been there forever. Yeah. You, you understand? Like he knows he knows it all. Who's come through? He know. Oh, he could. T- he. I guarantee you, he could tell you stats. He yeah. can tell you who when he guarantee you when he walks into the weight room, he can tell you. Oh, that's gonna be a dude. That yep. dude's gonna be a man. You know what I mean? Well, it, even if it, whenever we we're talking about what causes Football City USA. And if you look at it, it's little pockets of players. Mm -hmm. So it's little generations. And I think the one person that that can stake claim to this more than anyone has got to be Barry Byers with the Herald. Of course. The way that he would write those articles. he's the one that put it out to the public. We all knew. And it wasn't just a basic article of this high school. No, he had drawings of a Bearcat wearing a number five or Mm -hmm. whatever going up against. You know, he had these drawings, and it was – 
it was a full spread yeah. on the game that was coming up. Who's going to be, who's playing against who. Yeah. Um, so you got your pockets, you know, the late eighties, you had the Burris and then you had, you know, the mid to late nineties. Then that's whenever your D feasters, your Derek Ross, right. Chris Hope, Ben Watson. And then after that, you've got your Gurley, Hefney and all, you know, and it just, it kind of has those sporadic things. But with me being a kid now, I would say the second role of that was kind of my generation, but I wonder how much I doubt Derek Ross did a whole lot with the elementary kids, but how much Chris Hope oh, he's still had involved. people following him yeah. and him giving back to helping out with those yeah. youth football programs. And I know we've still got Well Gerald Dixon did a camp forever. Yeah. And he would bring people in, you yep. know, to help with the camps and stuff. And there's pro players that are doing that now. I think it's uh Gilmore and Clowney were yeah. doing something with Sylvia Circle. Yeah. Um but without that, we don't have all these players. Well, and look at the other ones. Here's Listen, I haven't said his name yet, and I feel like it's blasphemous that I haven't even said his name. He didn't, he didn't play in the NFL. But, man, you want to talk about a freak of nature, Tony Watkins. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Played at South Carolina. Yeah. Tony Watkins was – and he's got, some, he's got some little ones coming up, son, that are athletes – you know what yeah. I mean? But Tony Watkins, to me, number 22. Yeah. Up the middle. Gone. Like, gone. And I look, but Tony Watkins, man, he it was a hell of a DB in, at South Carolina. I thought the coaches were crazy whenever they started putting Derek Ross at cornerback because he was our quarterback. Got them, and got they, them fast twitch muscles, man. Yeah, that dude well, was gone. Yeah, well, they put him back at cornerback, and I'm like, man, he's not going to be a good cornerback. And that's what he goes to Ohio State off of. Yep. And that's what he, he got rookie of the year in the NFL with the Cowboys. Yep. It's like wow, yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. They sure know what they're doing a whole lot better. So look at like the Coe Simpson than them that, that finished. I think now there was a kid that played around Coe's age. His name was Don K. I believe it was. I went to a Rock Hill High State Championship, and I cannot remember his last name. But he was. I remember watching that game, thinking, "Man, this kid's special." Um, I can't remember yeah. his last name, but I remember because I thought it was funny because it was like Donkey, but it was Don K. I think right. it's the way his name was spelled. Right. Um, and I don't know I if do, he went off to college, I do. but he was special. And I think he come out of Coe's – I think he was there about the same time Coe was. Yeah. And that, that championship team. Well, that's what made me think about Tony Watkins, too, because you got a lot of those athletes that when they're done with their playing career, they're coming back and they're coaching. Gerald right. Dixon would volunteer and coach and help out, help out with Bubba when Bubba came back. You had Coe. He's helping out. Who's the coach that was at South Point that was sending Clowney and Gilmore and all them? There's the Benji – Young? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 He was a freaking beast. Yeah. God, how do we forget about it? But that goes to show you, like, there's so many that we could go on about it all day. Yeah. And we're going to do that. So I want to get – yeah, we're going to get – and I think we should pull them all chronologically. Now, if we can get Ringer and Moose first, that'd, that'd be cool. Is Ringer still around? I know I he had a stroke. I didn't know if he – No, he, he can still get around. Okay. Because actually when they put him in the uh, – Rocky High School, I guess, Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I gave his speech. Okay. I gave him his speech to to give him his award when he came up. And Ringer and Moose, so, I remember that was like it, – it was almost like two coaches that hated each other. And I'm sure they didn't. They, they had did a good not. respect No, they did for not. Each other. Yeah. But whenever it was like that rivalry time, yeah. it's like you had that scowl of like these well, coaches Everybody else put more into it than they did. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, the absolute truth is they enjoyed beating each other. Yeah. Like they – 
enjoyed it. Like it was, yeah. I'm sure they had some beers. We would kick it off the season, and it was like beat the Bearcats yep. with a t-shirt jig. That, yep. and the yep. only time it would change is whenever you're playing Spartanburg or someone like that. Do you, do well, you ever get those little do voodoo dolls and stuff? Yeah, but I don't even think they do the t-shirts no more. I can remember specifically there would be t-shirts. Like so, yeah. Northwestern would have like a a homemade custom type t-shirt that had like. Like they, you know how they used to do, like the Gamecock would be holding the Clemson yeah. Tiger by the neck or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they did. And they did that every year. I think Jay Thompson did a lot of drawings for that. Jay and, Thompson, but go all the way back to Jeff Brown, oh. who was Walter Brown's son. He's the one that did the Bearcat on top of the rock because you know Rocky High had that rock yeah. out there planting that excellence and education flag. Like he did a lot of those shirts. We used to do the the Rock is on fire chant. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Did you know how silly that made y'all sound because yeah. you can't light a rock on fire. <laughs> It didn't matter. It, no, now, how it's about like the, the uh, dumping of the paint on the rock? <laughs> yeah, but we did that, too. Oh, so, I know. Yeah. Y'all painted Bearcat. You know, that rock was about the size of this, this whiskey glass right here. <laughs> now you've just got all the paint that's gone, gone on. All the paint that's built yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, that was – but that, again, like, as much as you – like, when you come to school and you see that somebody had done – painted over the yeah. rock. Oh, no, we're going to get oh, them. It, Piss yeah. you off. There's no passion for school like that now. You know, if you walk into Rocky High, I feel like some of the students will see graffiti. They'd be like, oh, that's pretty cool. And yeah. just keep on walking by. Yeah. They, you know? they don't have that rivalry like it's they used to. It's not the respect for your school. It's just like, it's just not the same. I think sports added to that. Well, you know, I mean, they've got wrestling. so much like, more you time. You love being at, at, at Rocky High School when it was wrestling season. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, okay, we're Rock. We're Rocky wrestlers. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, what Somerville gonna do something this year? No, we're gonna beat them again. You know, See, I was being at Northwestern. I was never a big wrestling. Uh, oh, we demolished fan. people. Yeah, I, yeah. I just wasn't there. Um, so I, it's kind of like being. I mean, a Ringer, I mean, uh, I'm a Barnes is in the national fan, but I can't tell you what coaches' it. hall of fame. Uh, oh, I believe national. It. Yeah, you know what I mean. mean? You pull in. I mean, I, I've got two kids that go to Rock Hill, or one that goes to Rock Hill High right now, one that's about to start, but. You pull into the parking lot, and the sign with the state championships of wrestling is just oh, yeah. unreal going yeah. out through there. But I, I think it was at one point it was like 13 or 14 consecutive seasons. So, speaking of signs, Rock Hill, you know, they you, you're pulling into Rock Hill, and you get the disc golf championship, you know, yeah. disc golf capital of the world. Why is Football City USA not a bigger selling point for Rock Hill, they're trying to bring in soccer. I mean, hell, they were doing the uh, well, what's the Harry the new... Potter game? Oh, that, they, they they had Quidditch or uh, however you yeah. say it. But that, I, I mean, take your word for it. They're doing no that championship. Not my deal, yo. Anybody out there listening does that? <laughs> that running around with Sorry. a broom Sorry. between your legs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. They were probably the ones that was posting the memes about the broom standing up too, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just, just because of the gravitational pull. I was playing with this broom just the other day, and now it's standing up. And whatever. I said that. But I wish Brandon that they didn't. would advertise it a little bit more. No, Take I agree. Well, especially now you got the, the third little little charter school. Yeah. Come so in. The collegiate. Was it Legion? Legion. Yeah, Legion Collegiate Academy. That's going to be trouble. They're going to demolish people. Yeah, I, the way I see that is kind of like the school that LeBron James went to. You know, he had oh, all. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. the top basketball. School. It's like IMG. I think. I, well, and, and here's something I didn't know. I didn't know Duncan was like that in yeah. South Carolina. Yeah. And that's what made them so dominant. Yeah. So I remember whenever they started winning, I was like, "Who the hell is Duncan? Like, why? Yeah. Well, how did they become so big?" 
Burns. But man. you know, we used to play. Or it was Burns, not Duncan. That's Burns. what I was thinking of. Yeah, um, Burns. But we would play, you know, uh, Dorman, and they always had these huge guys, but they weren't the fastest. But right. you'd play Spartanburg. And they were really, really fast. And then you'd play Gaffney, and those guys would just take your head off. Well, uh, Gaffney <laughs> was the one where they had to search your bus before you left and make sure there wasn't nothing on yeah. it that was going to kill you. <laughs> Gaffney, Gaffney always had a player. That's true. <laughs> Gaffney always had a player that was a star with the last name Little John. Little John. Oh, yeah. I knew you were going to say that. I said that before. Always. It was Gaffney, and it was uh, Union. No, or Irmo. Irmo? Maybe, maybe no. it was Union. But there was some Little Johns in Union, too. Oh, I don't know. If they were Little John playing for Gaffney, you were in trouble. Yeah, you, you were in trouble. watch out for yeah. <laughs> A lot of freaking Little Johns. Yeah, I said I have said that before. It was like, who you guard, Little John? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Which Little John? Yeah, which one? <laughs> yeah, they had two linebackers at one time. But nothing's funnier than Gerald Dixon having a kid that played at, what was it, South Point Dixon, and Northwestern? We did get him on here trying to figure and out what. Both of them were named, named Gerald Dixon. Dixon. <laughs> So they were a hell of a athlete. They were good athletes too. They yeah, both, they both, they both went to U.S. South Carolina. South Carolina. Yeah. yeah, but I, yeah, I think I think throughout the period, we'll, you know, we've kind of kind of jumped in at the day, and then uh, we'll do a series of these and, and keep bringing people in and just talk about it because I think we need to dive into it. Uh, I mean, people do it periodically. I want to dive into. Um, from when we were kids and bring in some of the older players. Get Dwight Sterling in here. He's back in Rock Hill now. Okay. Um, Lamar Thompson from the, you know, I can remember him. What's that? What was that? Like a 90 yard touchdown against Northwestern? Like gone. Like uh, right right at the start. I'm right. like you. It's the things that don't matter. You kind of get out of your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Never remember things that you have easily, easy access to. <laughs> but yeah, I think Barry. Um, Barry Byers just did so much. He plays a huge role. The passion that that guy had for high school athletics. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you would think he was employed by the school. He loved those kids, and the kids that he interviewed and did stories on them, they loved him too. Yep. And I, and think, I think that speaks volumes. We didn't have things. I think CN2 was just coming out, kind of like our high school days, but you had your you had WVT, uh, V in Charlotte, but – CN2 would have the player of the week, and like that was mm-hmm. your goal. Yeah, she wanted to make the play of the man. week, but God, Barry, yeah. If you got an article written, who does about the articles now? Uh, I don't know. Okay, well, they there, just declared bankruptcy. There, so, oh, did they really? Yeah, the parent company. Well, is it McClatchy? I don't know. Uh, they don't have Barry, so yeah. <laughs> All right, I think but, that was a pretty good start. What you say, man? Yeah. And we're we're way under time, so we're good. Yeah, I think I think make it short and sweet. I think this is this is, this is going to give people something because the next one we're going when you got somebody like when we get Moose on here, we might yeah. have to stop it. Yeah, and say, dude, I think might you're, have to have a two part. Yeah, I think I think you're <laughs> Moose, Moose, Moose. Don't make me call Betsy. She'll shut you down. But and like I was saying before, um, whenever we were talking, something like this. It blows me away, one, that Rock Hill does not promote it more. For mm-hmm. two, you know, that it took someone like USA Today to write this article back in 2013, mm-hmm. and that's only because Clowney was going to be the number one mm-hmm. pick. Um, then they start looking at the numbers like, well, wait a minute. It's still going. Yeah. And, oh, look at people that played for Clemson this year. Yeah. You know, South so, Carolina. Yeah. They got players over there. So I mean, you got people like uh, Jonathan Meeks. Um, he's yeah. still around here. He got injured. Yep. Um, so he's listed as a free agent, but he's a great guy. He let us hang out with him. So I took my son, my nephew. He's a great guy, too. Yeah, kind of like Ben To Watson. a Clemson game. 
and I knew where him and Taj and all them, the families where they where they would hang out. So I was like, let's go over this way. And him and his family was out there. I'll never forget. He had a family member out there. They had a radio, and they had like a karaoke microphone. And they, he had a, he had one of his cousins or a brother or something. And homeboy was out there rapping, like in the <laughs> middle of like where the cars park, where the family's at. Yeah, man, we went out there. Uh, his dad worked at U.S. Foods, so you know we would be able to see and talk to him when we would deliver or whatever. So we knew him, and we sat there. He took as many pictures as he wanted. You know, this was like right after the Clemson game. Yeah. So after he would have finished playing, he'd come out there, and, you know, you could just hang out. That's awesome. Because I remember seeing Taj Boyd out there. He had on a, a suit, but I guess maybe he might have forgot his shoes because he had flip-flops with it. And we were like, <laughs> hey, hey, go ahead. Go ahead, Taj. But, yeah, I remember him being out there. We but just I, walked by him. Taj was, like, huge back then, so nobody spoke to him. Like, I never even introduced myself or anything. Yeah. It was just like, oh. It's amazing how you can go up to a college kid. Like yeah. I'm watching them on TV and people are getting real mad. It's like you do realize they're they're just it's kids. It's just a kid. Yeah. Like yeah, I got <laughs> but, one. There. But, Listen, I have a daughter, and I love her. 21 years old. She's a junior in college, which is about the same age. If they stay their senior yeah. year, if not, they're going. And I mean, not I mean not a full adult. Like yeah. you know what I mean. Like you got to understand these are just kids. Like, but, but yet I still would have a hard time walking up to them. Like yeah. it'd be like, hey, uh, yeah. I, I just wanted to meet you, Trevor Lawrence, crazy, or whatever. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I know I'm 41, but oh, can I have your arm? Yeah, I know. I know. It is crazy. It is crazy. The pressures that we put on them, the respect that we give them, the the. Uh, just the pressure that are that are put on them, you know. Well, and I think that's what's so great about the Rock Hill athletes is that they took the most of them, you know, took on the responsibility of being a role model. Yeah. And gave back because of the examples that were given. Right. Yep. And it all started with your your younger generations yeah. of coming up and the coaches. Yep. Coaches made them men. Yep. Young men. All right. Well, I enjoyed it, man. Me too. I'm excited about the next one. I have a feeling of who I'm gonna call and get on here, but we'll figure out the logistics and get it down. But let's, hopefully, y'all tune in. Keep it going, and maybe it'll gain some steam and get picked up on something a little bit larger. We'll oh, the whole story dude, out there. We're gonna get it. We're gonna do. Listen, we're doing a documentary, son. Like we're doing a movie, <laughs> made for TV movie, thirty for thirty, four part. Like the new edition story. Let's go. <laughs> All, All right. right. Have a good one.